Hello and welcome to Franchise Paradiso. This is a podcast for lovers of film franchises because while we all wish more original content was being made, we cannot control the major Hollywood studios any more than we can control the weather. So we will revel in what we are force-fed and dissect our beloved cinematic franchises. My name is Heath Lynch and I am here with the amazing Foster Harlfinger. Hey everybody. The spectacular Rowan Wood. Hello. And we are here today to talk about the best sequels and prequels in horror. To reiterate how this is all going to work, we are going to nominate franchise options that fit today's topic, and we consider something a franchise when there are at least three films in the series. And then we're going to create a definitive franchise Paradiso top ten list for this topic. That's right, definitive. The one, the only, the best there ever was, is, and ever will be top ten best horror sequels and prequels however the catch is that we have to agree we have to debate argue and collaborate until we come up with our definitive list and that doesn't always come easy we are joined today by our very special guest making a second appearance in a row is second in the, the the middle piece of his trilogy and that is mr shane Kanto. Woo, shane i guess this is my two towers it's yes, pretty it exciting is. So we expect an epic battle when it comes to the ranking at the end of this. Shane, thank you so much. That's high standards setting. (laughs) Shane, thank you so much for joining us again. We really do appreciate it. Um, I'm not going to make you repeat everything about yourself. You just did that the last episode. Uh, But tell us, in your opinion, what what about this topic, uh, sequels and prequels, is interesting to you versus last time when we did remakes and reimaginings? How did you? I think it's so. I think it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of horror franchises are those franchises that just keep going and going and going and just don't know when to stop. And sometimes it's hard to sift through it to actually find some really good quality uh, sequels. And also, Hollywood's not going to stop being like, "But what if you knew the backstory?" Just like we didn't ask for this, but it cost you two million dollars, and we're going to get it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> yep like yeah. the uh energizer buddy we just got to keep going and keep murdering okay <laughs> well again thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate you coming on today absolutely and before we go any further let's do some quick plugs you can find me on letterbox at f-o-s-t-h-101 rowan where you want to send people Oh boy. Um, primarily on Letterboxd at Rowan Aboat or on Instagram under that handle as well. I'm at uh, Twitter at Bits of Joel. And um, uh, you can find my website, knockonwoodfilm.com, which all of the fine people uh, on this podcast write for as well. So that's knockonwoodfilm.com. Very nice. Heath. You can find me on Letterboxd at The One Heath Bar. And deep breath, Shane Kanto, go. <laughs> he knows the drill. You get over to the Wasteland Review or Instagram page where I shamelessly plug all the things that I do from the podcasts that I do, like the Wasteland Vintage Roadshow, Cinematic Wasteland, and Rowan in the Wasteland, and the writing that I do for SifPop.com and GuideTheMovies.com and Knock on Wood, and all the podcasts I do for Sif, uh, Scribe Magazine, and but most importantly, head over to the Wasteland Review or YouTube channel where I shamelessly just review everything and have weekly shows with all these wonderful people. And you can check out quick reviews on my handle wasteland chain on letterboxd. There we go. (laughs) I feel like I'm slacking every time I hear you (laughs) rattle those off. I feel like I had to get quicker. (laughs) 
Foster, can we also find the podcast? If so, where would that be? Oh, Heath, thank you so much for bringing that up. That is at uh, on Instagram, at Franchise Paradiso. And that is uh, hate mail, Gmail, Franchise Paradiso at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Um, all right. Uh, so um, before we, uh, of course, today, we are here to talk about best sequel and prequel film. But before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, the minutia of the topic, if you will, uh, let's set some guidelines, some parameters as to what sequel or prequel actually means. I know we had a little bit of a discussion about this last week when we did remakes and reimaginings, because um, there were some films that uh, that were a little debatable uh, what category uh, they fell into. I know Candyman 2021 uh, was one of them. Um, we ultimately decided that was a that was a pre uh, that was a sequel, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so I'm going to offer it up to you guys. Uh, are there any specific parameters you'd like to put on uh, what we're going to talk about today? I think this one's a little bit more straightforward than last week. Correct me if you guys feel any different, but this is a movie in which it continues the timeline or actively acts as an event prior to the events of a timeline of a movie that we've seen before. And it could even be like a reimagining of an original story, but so long as it's chronologically at a different point in the timeline, it is equal, either a sequel or a prequel. Are we kind of all on the same page on that one? Yeah. Yep. Cool. I think that, yeah, this one's pretty straightforward then let's jump into it. Excellent. Perfect. Um, so now that we've decided that, uh, let us just jump right in. Um, <laughs> We are going to start nominating franchise options uh, for sequel prequel. Uh, as a reminder, so we're going to start just start throwing out options for our own personal lists and honorable mentions that we feel should be in the conversation for the general top ten. Uh, I am going to start us off uh, with a quite a heavy hitter here. Um, that is Aliens, uh, James Cameron's um, sequel good. Uh, to Ridley Scott's classic. Um, just ups the ante in every possible way. Like you can tell it just from the title, um, and it is excellent in the way that it takes a, like a psychological horror like creature feature premise and turns it into a like an action horror movie and the like the genre shift could not be more well done and effective like this movie rocks so hard dare i say maybe even harder than its predecessor uh this movie's so so good has a great new cast of characters that you like instantly connect with uh yeah this movie just rules yeah, this it's is my number one. My, also the top of my list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is... And you're not even wrong, uh, Rowan. There are a lot of people that would say that this is even better than the original. Um, mm -hmm. It's just that good of a film. Um, I, I, It sounds like this is going to place really highly for I this hope so. test, and <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, I had this on, on my list, too. Uh, I, I also am Team Aliens over Alien just by a hair. <laughs> oh damn yeah uh i will shout out let's see i'm gonna go with dawn of the dead uh the original um this is one that uh i don't want to say like drastically one-ups the previous one but it definitely does something really radically different which i think is pretty fun for a sequel because it doesn't just do the same thing over again in the slightest it's um i mean it was filmed like i feel like 10 years or so later it's in color instead of black and white um, 
a completely different setting with a mall setting, which we've talked about in past episodes. I just love that so much. It's so clever. It's perfect. And it's kind of um, set the template going forward for a lot of zombie stories. Uh, Just the kind of like unlikely crew of people, you know, banding together, you know, building a little fortress in an unlikely location, defending against the invaders. You know, it's just a perfect, like tight premise. And it's fun too, which is the other thing is like just seeing like all the, like slow zombies and the way they they all look like you can't i heard edgar wright he was on this um uh, history of horror show that eli roth does talking about the slow zombies versus the fast zombies and he said he likes the slow zombies better because you can like see the personalities that they were before they became zombies like you can see the overweight ones you can see the ones with the baseball caps you can see the ones with like the you can see the kid zombies you know whereas like if it's just fast zombies like 28 days later they're all just kind of the same they're all just sprinters and they're all in good shape but like i feel like dawn of the dead is so fun because it's just like a bunch of like you know, people who zombies who've kind of let themselves go, just like moaning and groaning throughout the mall. It's perfect. I love it. Oh, what a commentary on humanity, isn't it? This is one of my honorable mentions. And that means I am up. My number one already went. So going to number two is The Conjuring 2. Because this, that Valak scene, the shadow. <laughs> the shadow walking across the wall is one of the most terrifying things I've seen in a movie. Oh and you know God. it's coming, but yeah. it just keeps coming. The Crooked Man is such a fun, like, side creature to throw in there, too. Still waiting for that spinoff movie, James Wan. Um, but I feel like what really makes these Conjuring films proper ones really work is I love Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. And this one's personal which is interesting and there's some heavier stakes and how many horror movies do you know where Patrick Wilson sings Elvis? So <laughs> that just Not goes enough. to show. And that sequence where they're interviewing the, that ghost and you just see that shadow and everything is so creepy. This just has so many great things about it. This is one of my favorite films of what 2016 when this came out. So definitely the conjuring two is high up there for me. This movie is so just so good. I, I'm not giving too much away and saying this is my number two as well. Um, I love this way more than the first movie. It's my favorite movie in the in the franchise. Um, and like it might be a little too long, but at the same time, like I don't mind at all anytime I watch it. Foster, apparently Shane and Rowan shared their list with each other and uh, <laughs> we're going to have to fight for what we want because apparently they're just trying to manhandle are, this is like a wasteland takeover of the podcast. <laughs> sometimes, don't be mad, but sometimes when I listen to you all talk, I might bump one up or down a little bit just because I'm 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 swayed, and that I might have just bumped me. up Conjuring Two a bit on my list as well. Oh my god! I also really like that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's on my list too, but damn! All right, well, I'm going to go with one that is my number two, and that's New Nightmare. Uh, mm. Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the film that really brought us uh meta contextual horror uh from the mind of Wes Craven before Scream. In fact, this is the setup to Scream in so many ways. Uh I thought this was a great reimagining of the film, but it doesn't of the original film, but it doesn't qualify as a reimagining because it is a sequel. It distinctly takes place timeline-wise after the original films where Heather Langenkamp 
has those experiences as the Nancy Thompson character. Um, but it just, oh man, it just, even now when I go back and watch it, it feels so fresh and exciting. I think it's so inventive how it, it gives us some of the original kills like Tina on the ceiling, but this time it's like the au pair nanny in the hospital, but still like on the ceiling and it has those references and homages while having something extra to say about it. It has something to say about fear and trauma that we bring into real life and how that affects the world around us and the people in our lives. Uh, from a thematic standpoint, from a horror standpoint, from an acting standpoint, this is probably the best nightmare movie that's ever been done. Robert England is still fantastic here. The makeup and special effects is on point. Literally the only part of this movie that ever slows me down is the final act when they go down to hell. That doesn't always work for me. It's a bit sloppy. You could tell they were kind of running short on their budget. Uh, it doesn't look as good as the rest of the movie. But that doesn't change the fact that everything up until that point, and even still, it's a satisfying ending. It's just not as powerful as it could be. Uh, I love New New Nightmare, and I think it is a well-underseen and underappreciated film that, quite literally, we wouldn't have the Scream franchise, arguably one of the best franchises ever. And I'm sure we'll have some of those films mentioned later here. Uh, but that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for New Nightmare. So uh, New Nightmare ranks number two for me. I probably watched every single Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street with my brother kind of watching at some point because my brother just loves these slasher films. And this is the one that stood out to me out of any of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. This is pretty high up on my list as well. Just nice. this very unique and I'm interesting way of reshaping <laughs> reshaping it. So this is probably my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street film. So Yeah, it's my second favorite, only behind the original. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very high uh, for me as well. Uh, I completely agree in like the best performances of any of the Nightmare movies because these are, you know, within the context of the film, the actors who were in you know, who, who were actually in. And so we're like, we're getting a completely different performance from all of them, uh, which is, but like in similar circumstances, which is very, very tricky. Um, uh, my next one that I'm going to mention is a movie that I've championed several times uh, on this show. And that makes it sound like you guys hate it, which you definitely don't. Uh, this is Prey, um, the prequel uh, to the Predator. Nope, this is on my list. That we are long overdue uh, for a sequel for. Um this takes place in the uh, is is it sixteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds? I can never remember. Uh, I think it's seventeen hundreds. I think uh, it's seventeen hundreds. Yeah, mid mid uh, mid eighteenth century um, on uh, on the Great Plains, um, and basically a uh, a Comanche woman um, meets uh, who, who 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 is desperate uh, for a hunt to prove herself uh, meets a predator, uh, perhaps the best hunter, uh, theoretically the best hunter there is um, in the galaxy. And this is like the the predator premise sort of just definitely like stripped down and 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 made very, very simple and very clear as it should be um, instead of you know those those more more modern set sequels that very much overcomplicate all of the lore. Um, but, but, but prey is very, very basic and that makes it just super, super, uh, effective. This is so needed when this yeah, came absolutely. out to save the predator franchise. Totally. Yeah. I love this movie. This is on my list and it's the highest ranking prequel on my list. I, I think this movie's great. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm going to go with one that's 
probably only on my list and no one else's but for me being a big horror fan i like the trash i don't i like like there's a lot of great like obviously aliens is probably gonna probably gonna win the whole thing because it's like objectively a fantastic movie but <laughs> i have friday the 13th the final chapter specifically interesting um I Dude, was that movie's between... awesome why how how dare you say that's trash <laughs> no 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 i let me let me finish uh I, I so i was debating between that and jason lives um I just think like when you compare this to like some of the ones I rank ranked it above, like I have it above Dawn of the Dead, I have it above things like Evil Dead 2 or whatever, you know, like, like, those are probably better movies. But this kind of vibe is just more fun to me. And like more my my speed is just like the like dumb teenagers getting killed and like increasingly creative ways, plus Crispin Glover dancing. Um, It's (laughs) just like, (laughs) it's just a lot of fun. And I feel like it distills the Friday the 13th formula, like, perfectly i think it is like this is the movie i feel like you think of when you think of what a friday the 13th movie is to me at least um jason lives is more a little more comedic too which makes it more fun in some ways but i don't know i found friday the 13th final chapter to be actually kind of scary too which surprised me for the fourth movie in the franchise but it's probably my favorite scary yeah the dance scene absolutely uh i mean i was rattled all, um, all the guys and girls on in the step up movies, they've got nothing on Crispin Glover. It's just nothing. immaculate. Yes, uh, exactly. I mean, I want to be him in yeah. in many ways. Uh, I also <laughs> love Corey Feldman in this movie. is fun too. Um, I don't know. It's just like a perfect like eighties horror movie. You know. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm I, I'm a fan of this being a nominee. Uh, my next one is uh, Evil Dead 2. You like Evil Dead? You want more budget? You want it to be crazier? You should watch the second one. Um, this is just the film that really defined what this franchise is and is going to be. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, great elements in that first film, but like this just goes so full bonkers and you know the chainsaw hand and everything and this this is the film that gave us the Bruce Campbell that those who do love Bruce Campbell will love forever because this is Bruce Campbell. Um this is such a crazy movie and so ridiculous and over the top. So many great one-liners and then Boy, does it give you a crazy ending that sets up an even crazier sequel, which, little shout out to Army <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> it's not, it has horror elements in it, but it's just ridiculous and cheesy, and I love it. But Evil Dead 2. Yeah, this movie is awesome. I'm totally on board with Groovy. this being nominated as well. I'm going to go with my next one, and it's another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. If you can't tell that I have a favorite horror franchise. Um, This is going to be Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Uh, I think Dream Warriors is fantastic. It is my third favorite of the franchise. Uh, And I think it's just great because it's one of the ones that truly evolves the lore of the franchise and what it's capable of doing. Most of the, especially the primary big franchise movies, they don't really change movie to movie. Like we'll get different stories. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of what actually takes place, it's still relatively cookie cutter film to film. And not that it's still not 
Freddy Krueger murder, murdering people in their sleep. That's definitely happening here. But the evolution of, oh, the kids can actually fight back in the dream and they can jump from dream to dream and go inside each other's dreams and they can start to wield powers too as they start to realize that they're like Freddy within the dream realm. It just creates this other dynamic that makes it feel fully distinct from any of the other films in this franchise or really a lot of other horror sequels in general where it actually feels like there's different stakes. It's been elevated. Um and it's just fun. We also get some of the best kills here. In fact, most famously on our best kills episode that came from this film, the tendon marionette kill, which is still wicked. Um, I think this is also the film where Freddy Krueger fully becomes Freddy Krueger. And we start to get the lines like welcome to prime time, bitch, which is like <laughs> all time classic. Uh, so yeah, this movie is great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. I think you buried the lead. You didn't even mention Dokken. <laughs> and the song Dream Warriors. Yeah, I uh, my, my bad that Dokken came in and did their own original metal song for this film. <laughs> yeah. Um Heath, dare I say your delivery of that iconic Freddy Krueger line was Chef's Kiss. Well, Robert Englund himself couldn't do you any exactly. better. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I it's my ad- audition Hollywood. If you need a new Freddy Krueger, I'm right here. <laughs> um my... Ready to fuck up your money and make things really bad. <laughs> Hollywood's doing that fine on its own already. That's true. Um, next up is uh, uh, the oldest film on my list, like by a long shot. That is Bride of Frankenstein, um, the the sequel, um, of course, to the original Frankenstein from the 30s. Um, not only did this movie bring in uh, Elsa Lancaster as just an absolutely iconic character, not just in horror, but just in pop culture in general, um, but it also provided like a necessary evolution for the character of Frankenstein in the story because the original film is it's effective but it's also very like surface level in terms of messaging and 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 what it is trying to say and bride of frankenstein just contextualizes that more and gives it a little bit more nuance and by adding the bride character um adds in an element that like you didn't really see a lot in not just horror movies but in movies in general now every horror sequel is like bride of the invisible man and bride of chucky and like of course that is that's you know somewhat somewhat um, more of a parody, but I, I, I love that. Uh, I love the Bride of Frankenstein. I think it's a great movie. My dad, um, I was very resistant when I was younger to watching black and white films just in general. And he sort of let me have my, have my ignorance, but he did make me watch the Bride of Frankenstein and I'm very glad that he did. So oh, go ahead, Shane, before I well, go, I was just going to say that's also on my list. And some of the sequences in this movie are wild. Like that whole entire thing with like the tiny people, it's just like this that was not necessary for this story at all. But it's just like you want to show off this cool special effects we have, yeah, we're gonna do it. <laughs> so, Rowan, you stole what I the one I was gonna mention next because uh, get ready for a bomb. This was my number one. Uh, I think this Whoa. is an incredible movie. I think, um for me, I like it better than the original Frankenstein, not by a lot, but but like by a little bit um, for a couple reasons. Number one, I think it's actually really funny and intentionally so. Like it's kind of like the first legit horror comedy um, because there's this character, um, I can't remember, you'll probably remember Shane. Is it the Uno O'Connor character who's like completely over the top? And then there's also 
Dr. Pretorius, who, <laughs> who is just like an absolute, absolutely insane and perfect mad scientist character. Um, it's just so much fun. It's so zany and it's so over the top. And it, I think it's deeper, you know, than the original one, at least for the Frankenstein or the monster character because of how he's like, you know, trying to be a human, you know, in a sense, like the stuff that young Frankenstein parodies so well, like with the blind man is actually really moving in here. <laughs> Although of course, of course it's hard not to laugh. Cause I'm just picturing like the soup spilling on him, but <laughs> um, yeah, I love this movie. Nice. Honestly, I would love this more than the original if it weren't for that just shrill screaming lady every five seconds she's on screen. I'm 100% sure the screaming goats from Thor Love and Thunder based off of this woman can only be true. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, my actual next nominee then. Uh, I'm going to jump to the Scream franchise and I'm going to be... Uh, a little bit of a of a silly billy here and say that i put scream 4 as my scream sequel because if i'm being honest with myself if i can only rewatch one of the sequels that's the one i'm gonna go with um and uh not just because emma roberts is in it but also because i think (laughs) it's very very fun and i just i just love the like was it 2011 or something Mm -hmm. like that like that Mm -hmm. that like kind of cheesy energy is perfect for me um it's got a surprisingly fun cast. I feel like Allison Brie is in it too, mm-hmm. right? She's, yeah. she's like a scumbag in it, which is even more fun to, <laughs> to watch her play. Um, I just love it. It's, 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 I, I rewatched all the Scream movies before the sixth one came out. And this is the one that I was just like, man, I just enjoy every single second of this movie. Um, but yeah, I, maybe we should like open it up to talk about some of the other Scream sequels just for a second too. I'm sure other people have, have those on their list higher. Yeah, I I have a Scream movie. I'll just jump out and do that real quick. And that's Scream 6. Um, I thought Scream 6 was... It's actually probably my second favorite in the franchise overall now, which is crazy. Um, but I think it just does so much so well. Um, it still does the meta thing, as we all love, and the subversion of things. But just like right from the beginning, when we get... a we get the scream ghost face killer revealing his mask immediately and then dying to another ghost face killer. And like that there's multiple ghost faces fighting against each other or uh, not to spoil it too much, but I'm gonna, so meh. but uh, <laughs> that there's three killers this time uh, where we've done one and two killers before. Now we're up to three and how this one kind of has an appreciation for the film franchise at large, but also, uh, sticks it in the film franchise's face by saying, like, you guys are getting way too obsessive about this. Like, the movies don't matter that much. Uh, that kind of theme that it's got going through it. Uh, it does get a little ridiculous towards the end. I'm pretty sure uh, that guy gets stabbed, like, 37 million times and somehow survives, uh, which is insane. But, uh, I don't know, just the use of legacy characters here. Um, again, it's a shame that Sydney couldn't come back, but the use of the characters that did come back, the use of the new characters, some of the meta jokes, some of the things they're doing. I, I love the subway scene. I think that's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really intense and exciting. Um, but Scream 6 is one of mine. Scream 6 is also on my list because I absolutely love this. And yeah, the one time I did use the subway 
<laughs> a couple months ago, I was so paranoid. I'm like, I don't like this because I don't really use the subway in New York City ever. And I'm just like, now Scream 6 ruined this for me. And special shout out to Diana because I feel like Gail really got her chance to shine in this one. In that whole entire interaction with Ghostface. No, Diana loves Gail. Yes, she, she is Gail. Um, and just this, that opening was wild. I, it really hooked me from the start. And I love this new core of characters. Too bad somebody had to ruin it staring at the camera. Yeah, I'm not going to name names. Spyglass. Spyglass, thank you for ruining so much fun for everyone. Cool. I have one more Scream movie. It just missed my list. It's an honorable mention, but since we're doing the Screams, I'll just do it right now. And that's uh, Scream 2022. Um, I thought that one was really good for kind of revitalizing things, for bringing in this new, what do they call themselves? The Core the, Four? The Core Four, yeah. Yeah, the, the Core Four, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, all of that. I think it works really well. I Again, the way it, it subverts and reimagines the original film while making commentary on the greater Hollywood trend of legacy sequels, uh, requels, and all of that uh, by bringing back the legacy characters and still having the finale at the at Stu's house. And like all of that was just so fun. And I think it's handled so incredibly well. And I love Dewey. And that is one hell of a ride into the sunset for Dewey as a character. I think that if you love that franchise at all, that really stung seeing him go. But at the same time, there's not really much of a better way to write him out. So uh, Scream 2022 just missed my cut. All three of the Scream movies that have been mentioned are in my honorable mentions. I, Despite how much I love that franchise, they are, they are not in my top ten. Um, but they are all over my honorable mentions. Nice. Shane, I think it's technically your turn next after our Scream tangent. (laughs) Well, speaking of legacy sequels, I have Halloween. And I just... (laughs) Was it 2018 this came out? Mm -hmm. Uh, That legacy sequel, yes. (laughs) Yes, that one. (laughs) Uh, Where they're just like... This whole franchise has gone off the rails. Let's forget all of it except for the original movie. Um, I thought this was ridiculous when I heard that Danny McBride was going to be involved in creating a Halloween movie. And then I watched it and got some good laughs out of it. That little kid was perfect. That whole entire sequence is hilarious. But I just feel like this... To me, this felt closest to actually being like a John Carpenter Halloween movie again. And it went through with some long shots. And of having John Carpenter come back and work on the score again was so great. Sure, it feels a bit derivative of, you know, the original Halloween. But having Jamie Lee Curtis back, getting her Sarah Connor moment, where now she's like paranoid badass, was a lot of fun. Um, I have a lot of complicated feelings about what came after this movie, but I do really enjoy this one a lot, and that's why it's on my list. Nice. Yeah, this is an honorable mention for me. 
my next one is actually my last one on my list proper. And then I'm only down to honorable mentions. So my last one is Pearl. Uh, I think Pearl is just great. Um, it, it's fun cause it plays differently than X, whereas X kind of plays like your traditional slasher. This kind of plays like a psychological horror, um, but still has those fun slasher moments. Um, it, I love the time period swing, the cinematography almost gives it this kind of Vista vision feel, uh, of those old school Hollywood films, the, the costumes, all that's great. And more than anything else, we can't stress it enough. Mia Goth is terrific here. Um, she's just fantastic in this lead role. Her performance is one of the best horror performances of all time. Um, and I think she is haunting. I think she's uncomfortable and eerie. Uh, and especially because of how much she believes in herself and that she's doing the right thing. And all of that just blends together to make this really tight, like well-constructed horror thriller that uh, is really fun to enjoy. And it's the big reason why we're all anticipating Maxine, which I think should come out this year. So that will be fun when it finally arrives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I saw a, an unlisted release date. So this is not confirmed, but February is looking, looking like a possibility. So that's coming quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Pearl is on my list as well. I have three more, uh, so I'll just knock out one right now, and that is um, Annabelle Creation, uh, which is a prequel um, to The Conjuring, Annabelle, like, and superior to, I think, I would say both other Annabelle movies, even though the first Annabelle is kind of a piece of garbage. Um, and, uh, and Annabelle Comes Home is just sort of silly, goofy fun. Annabelle Creation sort of takes it a little bit more seriously. Um and is genuinely like very scary um you know and it checks all of those horror boxes you know confined setting um uh, uh sympathetic cast of characters um and a lot of potential for jump scares and um really really interesting uh horror lore so annabelle creation is definitely uh, up there for me my favorite conjuring movie aside from the conjuring 2 i really enjoyed this one that uh wheelchair pushing scene Oh my God, gets me every time. <laughs> and it's yeah. broad daylight and just like, what's going on here? And then it's like, nope. Uh, scares the crap out of you because I'm a big baby. Yeah, this was an honorable for me. Also, just because I was looking at our list and I realized no one mentioned, I'm going to quickly go back and just footnote Scream 2, I think is a great Scream sequel too. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But let's see. I'm also done with agree. my 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 list proper, but um, one of my first honorable mentions is Child's Play 2. I think it's probably the, I think it's the best uh, Chucky sequel. I don't even know if it's close for me. Um, It's almost my favorite Chucky movie. It's between one and two. I would have to rewatch both of them just to confirm, but it is so fun. And similar to what Bride of Frankenstein did to Frankenstein, it takes the concept and like leans harder into the comedy, which um, for me, uh, is a plus because it's about a killer doll. So I don't know how long it could have lasted just as a serious, you know, completely earnest horror franchise, you know? Um, and that's part of what makes it such a fun franchise is they are basically comedies like two onward. Um, it kind of comes back to the horror roots a little bit with curse and cult, but, um, yeah, child's play too. Nice. Um, I'm through my whole regular list and it looks like I have a couple, I don't have a whole lot of prequels high up on here, but I do have some honorable mentions. I'm going to go with uh, 
Red Dragon, which this 100% is on here because of Ray Fiennes. He is so good in this. And he feels like he's in a completely other plane than the rest of this movie. Because, not to talk a lot of crap on Brett Ratner, but I don't think Brett Ratner's the strongest director out there. This feels kind of, like, schlocky. Brett Ratner's not the strongest anything out there. <laughs> well, I was going to make it that personal. <laughs> but, no, just, Ray Fiennes is so good in this. And that whole entire storyline just kills. And, you know, it's definitely a shadow of his Oscar winning performance, but like Anthony Hopkins just popping up is fun too. So, and I love how they got Harvey Keitel to be in this movie too. And I'm just like, how many famous actors can you get for this prequel to Hannibal? And it's ridiculous. Yeah. So like, this has a really strong cat. Like you have Edward Norton in it too, which am I remembering this correctly? Has horrible blonde hair. Yes. <laughs> okay. I thought that was just like some kind of crazy nightmare that I had, but nope, that's true. Yeah. He has like um, highlighted sandy blonde hair. It's crazy. You just the cast is so crazy. You also have Philip Seymour Hoffman, who like <laughs> the fact that you don't even mention his name because there's so many other people. You have Emily Watson, Mary yeah. Louise Parker. You even have like in tiny roles Ken Lung and Frank Whaley. It's so ridiculous. So crazy. As I said earlier, I'm down to honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to name one that I think is just a lot of fun, and that's Final Destination 5. Um, I I don't want to say much, because this actually has a fun twist that really makes the movie as good as it is in some ways. Uh, but it does qualify as a sequel or prequel. And I'll just say that it's a ton of fun. It has some of the best traps and and shenanigans out of any of the films, uh, especially because it starts to subvert your expectations when you think someone's going to die versus when they actually do die due to these weird uh, traps going on and how death gets its revenge on people. Uh, The effects are better because it's the most recent one they ever made. And the performances, not that the performances are immaculate by any stretch, but they're at least decent and they hold the film together and make it fun. Um, And yes, there is a twist at the end that just makes this so much more enjoyable. So if you like the Final Destination movies, you probably know what I'm talking about, but Final Destination mm-hmm. 5 is on the list for me. Yeah, enjoyable and uh, memorable too. Like it, like the ending really makes this one stick out um, from, from, from the other ones. So I only have two on my list um, proper left. Uh, I'm just going to mention Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, because Foster already mentioned his. Friday, that was an um, mention for me 13th. too. Um, but the one I'm going to talk about is Prometheus, um, the alien uh, uh, prequel that is like incredibly detached f- from the uh, from the lore of of the original Alien. Like it sort of flirts with establishing um, some mythology and then just sort of goes off and does its own thing, which is totally fine. You could tell me that this takes place in the same world and just do a completely different thing. Totally fine by me if it's good, and I really really enjoy. Um, Prometheus, I think it does a lot of new things with the with the potential and like introduces some really interesting lore elements. Like not everything works, of course, but I think uh, a lot of it is really really um, effective. And also to throw in another one, Alien Covenant is on my honorable mentions. I feel like I like that movie more than everyone else, um, but it just it just really really works for me. I had Prometheus on my honorable mentions. I remember loving this movie the first time I watched it, and then the days went by. I'm just like wait a minute, 
it's like one of those <laughs> kinds of movies where there's some logic problems and you're just like, wait a second. But there's just so many cool things about it and filmmaking wise and visually. And it certainly was not the prequel that everybody thought we were going to get of Alien. But not it's at all. Not at all. Um, just shoehorning in random crap in there to be like, hey, we told you this was a prequel, right? Um, but there is definitely some really interesting things they introduce into this franchise. And I also enjoy Alien Covenant. So just throwing that out there. I'm going to just knock out a couple from franchises that have already been mentioned that I know are just going to be me probably. Um, from Halloween, <laughs> you know it was coming. Halloween ends. The, the goat. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, I just enjoy this movie, so leave me alone. Uh, from Final Destination, my favorite Final Destination movie is three. Uh, I think this one is really, really fun, and it's like ninety percent roller coaster tycoon. Yes, it is ninety percent Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but the other ten percent is like the tanning bed, the roller coaster. Um, what's his name? The Disney Channel guy who's who's also oh in the movie. god, what is his notice. name? He did Luck of the Irish. Ryan Merriman is that it? Yeah, that's it. He's fun. I like him too. So I, like, to me. This has the best characters for me personally of the franchise and and is why I like this one more. I just like enjoy my time with them, even if it's not doing the horror stuff. But I feel like it has some of the best like, you know, kill sequences, too. So, you know, Um, and then I'm also going to throw out this franchise has not been mentioned, but I doubt it will be unless I bring it up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I think, is a genuinely good sequel. I know Heath will fight me, but um, this is another one that continues the long tradition of. Uh, taking a very serious uh, first movie in a franchise and going hard into the comedy, which I've mentioned a couple times, and I just love when when a franchise can do that. So those are those are three more on my honorables. Yeah, I uh, I knew that was going to be mentioned at some point by someone, and I acknowledge I'm in the minority, as I've acknowledged before, and that's fine. <laughs> Jane, do you have any more? I guess I. I don't know if it's hard for me to pick a specific one because I don't know if any of these sequels are particularly good movies. I'm such a big fan of Tremors and I feel like (laughs) at least the first couple of sequels and honestly the prequel one, which was for a sci-fi original movie when they go back to like the 1800s, honestly had some fun moments in it. So I'm just going to put Tremors Aftershocks because it introduced Shriekers and Honestly, just for the introduction of Ass Blasters, uh, Back to Perfection's a lot of fun, too. And yes, I own all seven of these movies, even the one starring Jamie Kennedy and Bell Hader, who, a uh, John Heater, who started popping up in this franchise until they finally killed Burt Gummer in the seventh one and put this to rest. <laughs> so. I'm going to just rattle off the ones I have left then. Again, these are all honorable mentions. I don't think they'll stand much shot at contention, but I do think they should at least belong in the conversation. The ones that haven't been mentioned yet are Candyman 2021. I actually think that's a pretty decent remake, reimagining legacy sequel. Uh, The kill in the art gallery with Candyman's reflection in the glass and mirrors is still one of my favorite kills ever. I think that's great. Uh, Psycho 2. I think absolutely should be in the conversation. Surprisingly great sequel um, that really takes the Norman Bates character in a wildly different direction than you would expect going into the film. 
but really works. Uh, it's a it's a journey to go through. It's still horrifying, and the ending is terrific. Um, I want to shout out Fear Street 1978, which is the second one when they're at that summer camp. I think that one's just a lot of fun. Uh, kind of a kind of slapstick version of slasher horror in a weird way, but I just enjoy it. I like the setting. Um, and then I also have two more here to mention. One is Saw X. Uh, I think Saw X is probably the best sequel that this franchise has ever had. I think I actually have it ranked the second highest in the franchise, only behind the original Saw, because we actually get some real character development and time to invest in what's going on. We learn so much more about Jigsaw in this movie than pretty much any other movie. Maybe all the others combined even, you could make an argument. And I think Tobin Bell does a great job. The traps are succinct. Uh, just does a, a good job of reminding us what made Saw great in the first place after so many years of having lackluster movies. And uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I've talked about this one before as well. Just John Goodman being absolutely horrifying terrifying in the best way this is a great psychological thriller uh, what would you do uh kind of puts the audience in that predicament of i don't know what i would do in this situation kind of movie while just being truly terrifying um so all of those are the last ones on my list of honorable mentions i do my own awards every year the wasteland reviewer awards and gave john goodman best supporting actor for 10 cloverfield lane because he's that damn good in it <laughs> he is amazing very nice um i heath you just knocked out most of my honorable mentions excuse me um but Sorry, I will, I um, no, no 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 that is totally fine um i have a couple more that you did not mention that's fear street 1666 uh, which i really really enjoy as a uh, as a um, concluding chapter uh, to the saga. Um, it chapter two, uh, I acknowledge it has so many flaws, but I still really, really like when the group is together. I think it's at the strongest point there. Um, a Quiet Place uh, part two, which is a solid continuation of the story, and Freddy versus Jason, which is not a good movie, but it is such a fun movie, especially when those two are in the same space and uh, and Freddy's making all these wisecracks. I I just think it's so fun and and, and pretty pretty uh, pretty goofy and gory too, which I appreciate. Nice, yeah. Freddy versus Jason again, another entrant in the new metal soundtrack category that I talked about <laughs> last week that I really love. So any movie that enters that category is always a plus. Uh, I have just two more. Then you you all have knocked out some of mine as well. I'll especially co-sign Psycho Two and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I have Exorcist Three. I don't think anybody mentioned that one yet. No, nope. um, which I which I re- actually really love. Um, and then I have Terrifier Two which is um, it's not like one of my favorite movies ever, but it's just like such a level up for me from the original movie. It's just way more vibey. It's more fun than the first one, which to me is a little bit grueling. Um, Yeah. And I'm excited for the third one. It seems like they're going like a Christmas route too. They're showing art, the clown, like in a Santa. I saw that. I'm kind of (laughs) pumped. I can't wait. I guess this is my time. Oh, I was just going to say this is my time to hot take because I hated Terrifier 2, and it seems like a lot of people absolutely love this, and I'm just like, I got absolutely no enjoyment out of this two-and-a-half-hour movie. But uh, interested to see what they do with this uh, Christmas version of it. And I, I'm i working my way through the Exorcist films, 
I haven't gotten to the third one yet, but I sure watched the second one, which would probably get on a list of worst worst. horror sequels ever, because what was that movie? The third one is markedly better. Please trust us on this. You're going to like it. No, I even just know the one scare from it. At least it has a scary scene in it. A single scary scene in it. Which is... at least one more than Exorcist 2, which is a movie that just puts you to sleep. <laughs> All right. Scary in a different uh, way. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else have any more honorable mentions? I think it sounds like we're all kind of done here. Yes? No? Yep. Great. So, Foster, transition us. So, uh, before we do our official top 10 ranking, we got to do some special shout outs. These are movies that uh, we would like to talk about, but unfortunately do not qualify for our list for whatever reason. Uh, Usually the reason being there's not enough movies for it to be called a franchise, or I always throw out a couple TV shows as well. So, um, time for some special shout outs. I will just rattle off my couple here. Actually, I'll save one, one of them. You know what? I'm going to rattle off two, and I'm going to save a couple that I know Heath and Rowan especially are going to mention. I'm just going to say Hannibal, the TV show, is um, kind of a prequel show and is it's not perfect, but like Mads Mikkelsen is incredible and he makes it worth watching. And uh, it's Hugh Dancy, too, who is also really good. And I should say they they cover some of the same story material like they also do the Red Dragon storyline. Richard Armitage plays the the tooth fairy like the ray fines character from red nice. dragon and is great like genuinely great 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 it's so good which is crazy that we've had like three really solid adaptations of that story i think but um yeah largely this is a prequel show and then chucky which is a sequel show which continues directly the storyline from the original movies is a lot of fun too so i will cut it off there because i'm sure that you all will um share some of the same as me rowan do you have any special shout outs yeah i had chucky and i have um, my favorite horror sequel of all time, sorry, Aliens, um, is Dr. Sleep, um, which is just, especially the director's cut, is such a phenomenal continuation of a story that you'd think would be impossible to continue in any meaningful way and build upon. And Dr. Sleep does it in just such an effective way with a protagonist that is almost as strong as Jack Torrance, although maybe equally strong in, in different ways, um, and just a super compelling antagonist. Um, And we even get to go back to the Overlook uh, at the end. So no complaints for me here. I love this movie. Like to second that emotion. (laughs) I love Dr. Sleep. And Rose the Hat's one of my favorite horror movie antagonists as well. Mm -hmm. And Mike Flanagan deserves so much credit for having to be in that horrible situation of trying to, you need to make a sequel to both the book and the movie that do not vibe together and somehow was able to thread that needle. And my one Stephen King happy while making all the Kubrick fans happy while making horror fans in general happy. It's crazy. Um, mine also Mike Flanagan was Ouija origin of evil. Cause from what I can tell, this only has two movies in the actual franchise. Cause there's like 50 million movies that has Ouija in the name of it. But uh, the first one was trash, and then somehow similar to Annabelle Creation, this took it back a couple decades, put in a period uh, piece, and this movie is so fantastic. I love this movie until like the last 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, where then it's like, oh crap, I have to make this a prequel to this other movie. And then just like 
shamelessly like smash it into the next movie. But just the scares in this, the deep focus that Mike Flanagan's a king of, there's this one shot of this little girl in the background going like this with this demonic face. And I'm just like, nope, I'm going home now. This this is one of the this is one of my first horror movies to watch in a theater, and I legitimately was just sitting there with like my hand over my face because I'm a baby and I did not. It worked so well, though, and I hated the experience. Nice. I only have two. Uh, one is Doctor Sleep. The other one is Happy Death Day to You. Uh, nice movie's just fun. Uh, I love it. Who else has special shoutouts still? That was it. I think. Okay. All right. If that is it. Let's move on to the actual ranking. So now that we have all the pieces to the puzzle, it is time to put the picture together. It is time to do some ranking. As a reminder, here are all the nominees that are in contention for the top 10. That's going to be Aliens, Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Candyman 2021, Child's Play 2, 10 Cloverfield Lane, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, Dawn of the Dead 1978, Evil Dead 2, The Exorcist 3, Fear Street 1978, Fear Street 1666, Final Destination 3, Final Destination 5, The Bride of Frankenstein, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, Halloween 2018, Halloween Ends, It Chapter 2, Red Dragon, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, New Nightmare, Freddy vs. Jason, Prey, Psycho 2, A Quiet Place Part 2, Saw X, Scream 2, 4, 6, and the 2022 requel, Terrifier 2, Chris, uh, Christmas, what? Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Tremors 3, uh, Back to Perfection, and Pearl. That's a list. Of course, this is a collaborative ranking, though. As always, we have to come together, debate, argue, concur, until we come up with our collective decision on franchise parody, so it's definitive top 10 horror sequels and prequels list. So let's get started. What is moving forward? I think, safely, we can say Aliens is on the list. Yes? Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Seems what like Conjuring 2. On? Seems like Conjuring 2 a lot of people had on their yep. list. Conjuring 2. New Evil Nightmare? Yes. I think New Nightmare should absolutely move on. Bride of Frankenstein? Yep, that's yeah, that's had support for sure. Uh, Evil Dead 2, sounded like, yes? I had Evil Dead 2, yeah. Yeah. Scream 6. Yeah, Scream 6. What about Pearl? Pearl was on my list. I'm okay with it. I had it. an honorable mention. Honorable yeah. mention for me, too. So, uh, What about Prey? Rowan, I know you had that. I had that. Did anyone Pearl else have Prey? high, yeah. Honorable mention, so I would definitely be on board for that to at least be in contention. Uh, the last one from my list that's still pretty high, uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare 3. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say Dream Warriors. Okay. I haven't I haven't watched it enough to know if I liked it or not, but I've heard great things about it. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we definitively wanting to fight for? Hmm. I would actually be cool with either the Friday the 13th moving on, Final Chapter, or Jason Lives. Oh, I'd be I, down for that. Um, I personally had Jason one? Lives higher, but what's the consensus? I'm fine with that. We can do Jason Lives if... Pe- if that's a yeah, more right. of a consensus pick. What else do people want to fight for? 
Dawn of the Dead. I mean, I had that on my list. I don't know if I don't think okay. Rowan and Heath have seen it though. Yeah, not not the seventy eight one. I have not, but okay. I will abstain as I always do for movies I have not seen. So, <laughs> um, there's nothing else that I definitively want to fight for. Maybe Halloween twenty eighteen. I'd be down for that. It's on my list. <laughs> Anyone else? No, nothing I'm, that I'm, I think we get above the ones we've already right, We have twelve then here, so we got to cut two from this list. In contention are Aliens, The Conjuring Two, Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy-eight, Evil Dead Two, The Bride of Frankenstein, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives, Halloween twenty eighteen. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, New Nightmare, Prey, Scream 6, and Pearl. Hmm. What two do we think do not belong? I think two of them I haven't seen, but that makes me biased to want to get rid of them. So yeah, That's also true for me, actually. Wait, which ones have we not seen? We could- uh, I haven't seen the Friday the 13th one, and I haven't seen Dream Warriors. But I haven't seen I've heard Dream really Warriors. good things about Dream Warriors. So. And uh, Dawn of the Dead, I haven't seen either. Okay. Which, like, I wouldn't be heartbroken if Dawn of the Dead doesn't make it, but... Yeah, yeah I'm... Um, should I mean, we... I wouldn't be heartbroken about a few of these. Rowan, what were you going to say? I was going to say, maybe um, we take off Dream Warriors, because it seems that... Because we have two from that franchise that yeah. we're wanting to move on, and it seems like New Nightmare is the favorite of the two. I mean, we can do that, but I know we've had this discussion before of I don't think we should penalize a franchise for just having better quality, whatever the topic is, in this case, sequels. You know, if the, if we think those are genuinely two of the top ten best sequels, just because they're from the same franchise, I don't think we should say, eh, one of them should go. I'd rather mm-hmm. we cut a movie that isn't as good as one of those. Personally, I think Dream Warriors and New Nightmare is definitely better than some of the stuff we have in here. Mm. Well, then what would you suggest? Um, I, again, I'm abstaining from Dawn of the Dead just because I don't know, but I had Pearl ranked lower than both of those. I have uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 ranked lower than both of those. I have Halloween 2018 ranked lower than both of those. I even have Prey ranked lower than both of those, and I love mm-hmm. Prey. So, Does it seem like the Friday the 13th options. one? Hmm. Or Dawn of the Dead? Of the ones Heath mentioned, I would also get rid of Pearl, Prey, and Halloween 2018, but I'm also not married to Dawn of the Dead or the Friday the 13th sequel. I'm okay with getting rid of Pearl, definitely, because that was only an honorable mention of mine, and it was pretty low. Pearl's my number 10. honorable for me as well. Pearl's your number 10, you said, Rowan? Mm -hmm. Would you be okay getting rid of it? Sounds like it's the highest for you. Yeah. All right. So let's cut Pearl. And for this one, again, I would say Jason Lives, Halloween 2018, or maybe Dawn of the Dead. Again, I don't know because I haven't seen that one, but it sounds like some of you are saying it might be worth cutting. So I'm not sure. Yeah, this is hard because I like the Friday the 13th movie more, but Dawn of the Dead is just a better movie, I think. Um, so I'm torn between those two, but I mean, for me, I would kick out Halloween 2018. I didn't even have that on my list, but, 
Um, I'm fine with that. That's that was the a, lowest of mine. An That's honorable mention left. for me. I probably had the highest as my number five, but it will benefit me later. I'm fine getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will cut Halloween 2018 due to Shane's good graces. So our final 10 will be Aliens, The Conjuring 2, Dawn of the Dead 1978, Evil Dead 2, The Bride of Frankenstein, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, New Nightmare, Prey, and Scream 6. So with that said, what's number 10? Hmm. This is where I'm going to become a lot more lenient. Since there are two nightmares, at least they made it on the list. If one of you, if you guys are saying we want to knock one of them out early and make it number 10, I'm fine with that. What do you guys think? New Nightmare is my number four. So I feel pretty strongly about that one being. So I think Dream Warriors would be the lower one because I think like, yeah, New Nightmare is my number four, too. So are we fine just putting Dream Warriors at number 10 for now? I'm fine with that. Excellent. So then I guess Dawn of the Dead's in that mix. Friday the 13th's in that mix. Yeah, Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Again, I, I abstain from Dawn of the Dead. So for those who have seen it, where would you place it next? I had an honorable mention. Foster? I mean, I have Friday the 13th ranked higher just because I enjoy watching it more. But I do think Dawn of the Dead's a better movie. So do with that what you will. Um, I don't really care. I think they're probably going to be back to back just in some particular order. Um, then I mean, maybe... if we enjoy it more, I say let's put that one higher. Yeah. You so have more fun yeah, let's do sure. Dawn 9 then. Excellent. And Friday at 8. Perfect. Um, I'm, I would f- suggest Prey. Sorry, Rowan, but go ahead. What were you going to suggest? I was going to suggest Scream 6. Oh, I'm actually fine with that too. Yeah, I'm fine with that um, too. Cool. So yeah, Scream it, 6 and then maybe Prey? I, would, I could be convinced to put Prey after this. Because what else do we have? New Nightmare, oh, Prey, Bride, Evil Dead, Conjuring, Aliens. Hmm. I I would put Prey. Well, Prey was one of my honorable mentions, so I'd definitely put Prey below the rest of them. I would be okay with yeah. that. Yeah. Prey's next. All right. For me, the next would actually be Evil Dead 2. Interesting. I think um, me too. Yeah, Bride of Frankenstein and, and Evil Dead 2 are back-to-back with me so i would put either of them next i would put evil dead 2 next i know bride of frankenstein's your number one right foster yes sir so yeah. i guess I would, I would dead than bride frankenstein. Yeah, yeah but i'm prepared for my heart to be broken it's okay i know that i know the drill um <laughs> evil dead he knows the xenomorphs are coming <laughs> mm-hmm. um okay conjuring to our new nightmare and Bride and Aliens. Those are our next. Bride is next the lowest of those for me, like kind of by a mile. I'm yeah. very sorry. Yeah. That's fine. Have you, sorry to out you. Have you seen it, Heath? I did a million years ago and I barely remember it. So it's not the fairest of okay. critique, but from my memory, I enjoyed the others more. Okay. I will just say, um, not that I'll push too hard, but just like in terms of averages, I did not have New Nightmare on my list. Um, maybe like as a low honorable mention, but like I like Dream Warriors even more than that. Um, New so Nightmare that was my number my... two. 
That would be my, my number, number four. Um, my number four as well. Okay. All right. So for those who had both Bride and New Nightmare on their list, what did you have higher, Bride or New Nightmare? New Nightmare. New Nightmare. No, I got that. I, I understood. I'm 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 just we're putting Bride at four and New Nightmare at three, I, I assume. Or or yeah. conjuring two. I'm good with that. But um I was just sort of making my voice heard. Is there any shot New Nightmare would go at two and Conjuring at three? Or how do people feel in the Conjuring two versus New Nightmare conversation? Conjuring's my number two. Conjuring is also my number two. All right. I then I move there. Conjuring. That is I... fine. So suck it, Heath. I'm yep. <laughs> and then Aliens number one. <laughs> yep. The Xenomorphs take over. Amazing. So there it is. That is going to be our list. Let's count it down. And number 10 in the terms of our best horror sequels and prequels is a nightmare on Elm street, three dream warriors. Number nine is going to be dawn of the dead from 1978. Number eight is going to be Friday, the 13th part six. Jason lives. Number seven is going to be scream six. Number six is going to be prey. Number five, evil dead Two. number four, the bride of Frankenstein. Number three, new nightmare. Number two, the conjuring two and number one, in our hearts, aliens. We did it! Woo! Woo! Huzzah! <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap much. it up. Shane, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, we really appreciate it, as always. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and thanks to all of our loyal listeners for tolerating our insufferable fandom. We love each and every one of you and could be more grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen to our incoherent ramblings. And if you want to positively rate and review our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and or share it with friends, we'd be ever so appreciative. But for now, it's time to say goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.